We're going to step aside and bring our special guest to this platform tonight. Pastor and Sister Collins means so much to my wife and I and our family, and we just enjoy being in their company. They're the kind of people that you just like being around. And when you get around them, they just kind of, some of their goodness rubs off on you. And it just uh, makes you want to be better yourself. Amen. And we're honored to have them with us tonight. And I want you to give them a great big Frankfurt welcome as Pastor Rashidi Collins and Sister Collins come and minister tonight. Come on, let's give them a great big hand clap. We love you. Let's give that to Jesus for just a little while. Come on. I said give it to Jesus now. You ought to be making some noise. Ought to be magnifying God with everything you've got. If God's done anything for you, if he's ever made a way for you out of no way, if you know he's a way maker, you know he's a deliverer, you know he's a savior, lift your hands and lift your voices. And as loud as you can, begin to shout hallelujah. Begin to shout the name of Jesus. Begin to bless his holy name. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive glory. Praise God. Praise God. How about that choir just now? I want you to clap your hands for them. Amen. And uh, that young lady who led that last song, now where is she? Is she back in here yet? Did she walk in here yet? She didn't walk in here. Y'all need to get her for me. Amen. There she is. She just came through the back door. Praise God. Amen. What's her name? Is that Sister Jen? Praise the Lord. Amen. Stand right where you are, Sister Jen. Put your stuff down. Lift your hands for just a moment. Amen. Praise God. I want to let you know that there is an anointing of worship that is about to elevate in your life like never before. Praise God. God will use you if you let him. If you break the alabaster box that's in your spirit, everywhere you worship, atmospheres will be affected. Praise God. Like never before. Like never before after tonight. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Boy, I wish somebody would rejoice with them that rejoice. I wish somebody would rejoice with them that rejoice. I can get folk to weep with them that weep, but I need somebody to be happy for somebody else. Praise God. Oh, Sister Jen, God wants to do it in you. Philippians chapter 2. Boy, I hope, Sister Jen, you get real close with Sister. I'm going to call her Mama J since y'all call her Mama J. I call her Lady J. Praise God. Amen. We're so grateful to be here again with Two of the greatest people in the world, Pastor Jordan and Mama Jay. How many love your pastor and your first lady? Amen. So honored to be with them. They're so kind to me. Today we had chicken and waffles, y'all. And uh, <laughs> they didn't eat because they're, you know, seeking the Lord. The rest of us, <laughs> my wife and myself, tore that chicken apart. There's nothing left in the state of Indiana called chicken after we were done today. I'm still wondering why they say they love me to bring me to this place. 
I stepped out of that truck tonight and I said, my God, you got to be called to come to a place that is this cold. It is cold in Indiana, ladies and gentlemen. And Spank, AKA Spanky, he's telling me that this is, this is nice summer weather. I'm like, what in the world? Amen, I'm going back to Tampa, y'all, tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus. Honor you, Brother Price. Good to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. Clap your hands for Brother Price. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So honored to be here with wonderful people of God and honor all the preachers and all the wonderful women of God and all the saints. Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to begin in verse 5 tonight. So happy that my wife is with me. Amen. I love her. I love her more now than, amen, over 15 years ago that we got married and 16 years this year. And come on now, we, 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 are, we are all right. <laughs> Praise God. And I'm a keeper. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who... Being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God hath also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I'm going to preach to you from a very simple subject tonight, the multiplication of dominion. The multiplication of dominion. I'm still on that business of dominion with this church, but I'm going to talk a little bit about how Jesus multiplied the dominion, amen, that we are going to possess in these end times. Would you put your Bible down and would you help me tonight and just do me a favor if you have the Holy Ghost, would you lift your hands to heaven and with a loud voice just begin to ask God to help us tonight. Would you talk to Jesus all over the building? Lift your voices. Let your voice out tonight. Come on. I want somebody to call on Jesus. I need an intercessor to begin to talk to God tonight. We need a miracle tonight. We need healing. We need deliverance. We need salvation. Hallelujah. We bind every devil tonight that would stand against the word of God. In Jesus' name, we forbid the enemy to operate. We loose the power of the Holy Ghost to take full control of this atmosphere now. Thank you, Lord God, that the enemy is under our feet. Thank you that you made this church the head and not the tail. Put them in front and not behind. We give you the glory now. We give you the honor. We give you the praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let every worshiper say amen and clap your hands unto the Lord. And somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph. 
and a voice of victory. Oh, somebody give him praise tonight. Somebody honor him tonight. He alone is worthy. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of Almighty God. I can't think of anything that I can't stand more than a church that is too quiet. Amen. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. There ought to be something in us that when we come to the house of God, we come in with enough joy in our heart to magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The problem is sometimes we forget where God brought us from. But if we could get a grateful attitude, we would remember that he woke us up this morning. And the old folks used to say, he woke me up this morning, clothed me in my right mind, gave me the activity of my limbs. I'm talking about old church folk now. They used to say, well, I got hands to clap, legs to walk, and a mouth to speak, and, and I'm going to give him praise every chance I get. I don't come to church to look cute. I really don't come to church to see what you have on or to impress you. And I'm not impressed by you. Y'all ain't talking back to me yet. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God. God for saving me. There's a few folk in this building tonight that can remember when you should have died and God made a way for you out of no way. There's a couple of people in here that can testify that if it had not been for the Lord who was on your side you would have lost your mind already but God made a way for you out of no way. I come to preach to you tonight. Hallelujah. That you ought to continue to lift your hands up and lift your voices up and not worry about who's looking at you or what they're thinking about you. You got to remember the goodness of the Lord and you've got to testify to it. You got to bless his name. You got to tell God how much you love him. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost uh, getting ready to help somebody tonight. Uh, that means as soon as my feet hit Zion, uh, I've already got a praise. Uh, I'm not waiting on the praise team. Uh, I'm not waiting on the preacher. Uh, I don't need the choir to sing me happy. Uh, all I got to do is remember uh, how God made a way. Uh, how God did it when everybody backed off. Uh, how God helped me in the middle of my trial. Uh, and can I tell y'all a secret? Even when I don't feel like praising him, uh, I'll bless the Lord. Uh, at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth oh hallelujah I'm looking for about 25 radical folk tonight who don't care anything about anybody's opinion who's not waiting on anybody to give them permission to give God the glory I need about 25 of y'all that God has brought out of something to open your mouth and with the loudest voice you can just holler the name of Jesus until the atmosphere is affected Preachers, you might be wondering, what is this preacher doing? I haven't taken my text yet, but I feel something in the atmosphere tonight. I feel like you ought to just puncture the atmosphere with the power of your praise. I feel that for a few moments, you ought to make the devil upset because the devil thought he could keep you quiet and keep you sat down and keep your mouth shut. And I'm wanting somebody to defy hell. I need somebody to defy the enemy and say, God's been too good to me. 
me for me to keep quiet. God's done too much for me for me to shut my mouth. God brought me through too much for me to just stand there. I've got to bless him. I've got to praise him. I've got to glorify him. I've got to honor That's it. That's it. Come on in the middle of your trial. Come on in the middle of your pain. Come on, no matter what you're going through. Somebody give God the glory tonight. There's something about apostolic worship. It does something in the spirit realm. I feel like every time you lift your hands tonight, shackles are going to fall off. I feel like every time you shout tonight, there's a Jericho wall in your life that's got to come down. I feel like every time you dance, even though there's no music, you ought to dance anyhow. You say, what you dancing about? Oh, my God is good. All the time and all the time, my God is good. And when I think of the goodness of Jesus, I can dance, dance, dance all night. I can shout, I can praise, I can glorify him all night. I'll tell you something else. I'm not doing this predicated on feeling. I'm doing this predicated on knowledge. Knowledge of what? That there is power in the blood of Jesus. And that blood has been applied to my soul. I was on my way to hell. But now I've been baptized in the name of Jesus. And I've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And devil, if you think you're going to shut my mouth, you got another thing coming. Devil, if you think you're going to get me to sit down, you're a liar and your mama's a liar. I've got to tell the truth. And the truth is coming out in my praise I am redeemed I am delivered I am saved I am washed I am healed I am victorious hallelujah by the blood I'm trying to behave I really am I'm trying to get to my text but I'm still looking for the crazy people there's a few of y'all in here. See, crazy folk, amen, they've been liberated from opinions. You understand what I'm just saying? Tap your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I like you. But if you don't praise him, that's your problem. I wish I had somebody. Look at your neighbor on the other side and say, you're wonderful. But I'm not waiting for permission from you to give God the praise. Where were you when I was in the middle of my struggle? Where were you when I was in the middle of my trial and God stepped in in the middle of my problem and pulled me out and gave me a song and gave me a testimony and gave me a praise? You think you gonna shut me up? You think I'm waiting on your opinion? You think I'm waiting on you to loose me? I've already been loosed. I said I've already been loosed. God has already let me out of my prison. I'm not in prison anymore. I've got to praise and I've got to let it out. Woo! I like that. I said I like that. 
Some folk have problems with preachers preaching with music. You're going to have a problem with David. The Bible said David took a harp, got to prophesying on that harp. He put Asaph in position and said, prophesy on the harp. He put Heman and Jedithan and the sons of Korah on the harp and said, y'all play the music and we'll prophesy. Elisha even said, call for a minstrel. Come on here, somebody. And he prophesied with the music. So if you have a problem, you're going to have to run out of here tonight. Because God's liberating us. God's delivering us. God's setting us free. We're moving to another level. We're moving to another dimension of worship. I think we ought to do that for another 30 seconds. I wish you would just do me a favor. Just elbow your neighbor and say, give me a little bit of room. Because, see, I don't want you to block my praise tonight. Because I can't afford to block my miracle, to block my blessing, or to block my deliverance. And I wish for just about 30 seconds, you would just do a little Holy Ghost dance right where you are. I wish you would jump for just a little bit. I wish you would shout for just a little bit. I wish you'd give God the glory for just a few moments. Come on. If Jesus is your king, if Jesus is your God, if the king of kings is in your life, Woo! I'm trying. I really am, Pastor. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil's having a bad night. I said, The devil's having a bad night. It's fixing to get worse for him. Now, 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 y'all sit for just a little bit. Let me. Let me try to exegete the text. Thank you, Lord. This text by the Apostle Paul. See, the text is intended to show the mystery of the incarnation. That's what that is. This text, and I hope you all don't mind, I might break out into worshiping Jesus at any point in this discussion. See, because I'm not talking about Buddha tonight. I don't praise Buddha. He's just a big fat guy in the Chinese restaurant. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Can't help me. Not talking about Allah. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Allah and Elohim are not the same. Isn't that right? Allah is a different God from the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Because my God is the real God. Allah is the derivative of a moon god, but my God is the God who made the moon. Oh, yes. But this text is, is meant to talk about the mystery of the incarnation. Paul and Timothy said it this way, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was made manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. God Almighty, the great superintendent of the universe who spoke everything into existence, came down in a body. Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Any spirit that can't confess what I just said, you know is not the spirit of God. Because the Bible said you have to test the spirit to see whether they be of God. Every spirit that can confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. 
But every spirit that cannot confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God, but is the spirit of the Antichrist. The implication is that you've got to understand and appreciate the fact that God Almighty came in human form. Not a demi-semi-God. Not God number two or God junior, but the very God of glory, the God of Abraham, the omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, omnibenevolent God robed himself in human form and came to the earth in the flesh. There is power in that revelation. There is power in the understanding that we serve a God who's not far away from us, but a God who was powerful enough to come down here in a body for the purpose of death in order that we might live. Now, if you can't get happy off the revelation of God coming in the flesh, you're not really apostolic. But if you're a one God believer, that's enough to send you into a Holy Ghost shiver. Hallelujah. When you think that Jesus Christ is God in human form. I think I'll say it again. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. There's just something in saying Jesus is God. It's making the devil nervous tonight. I'm going to say it again. Jesus is God. All the false doctrine gets mad when I say Jesus is God. Can I continue? I'm going to preach. Y'all behave. Now watch it now. This business of the incarnation then. Paul is saying here that Jesus came down in human form. And the reason why I'm talking about the multiplication of dominion is that Jesus did for us what we could not do for ourselves because we were in a fallen state incapable of self-salvation. That's right. When God made Adam in the garden, the Bible said, God said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness. Listen, and let him have dominion. The problem was that there was an angel who was fallen close by, who heard the discussion and wanted to influence this business of dominion that was now in the hand of this new creation. This devil who used to be a light bearer steps into the scene in Genesis chapter 3 and deceives the woman. The woman was deceived, but the man just made a choice. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. That's correct. The man wasn't deceived. The woman was deceived, but the man made a choice. Am I still in the right church? Oh, yeah. So well, why did a man make that choice? Well, have you seen a good-looking woman? Y'all not hearing me. Bible said she ate, turned and gave to her husband, and he did eat. No question asked. Because in that moment, the man chose the gift over the giver. Chose the creation over the creator. Because when she ate, immediately she was dead. Because God said, in the day you eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. He saw her in her death and decided if she's dead, I'm dying with her because I'd rather die with her than live with God. Right. 
Somebody missed that all in time. And isn't it crazy that folks are still doing the same foolishness in 2016? Choosing the gift over the giver. Baby, I don't care how pretty you are. I don't care how handsome that brother is. Don't you ever choose the gift. Oh, high five somebody as they make the right choice. You got to make the right choice because the giver can give you the gift, but the gift might not be able to give you the giver. I'm talking to somebody here. Don't ever choose the gift over the giver. There's a lot more gifts where the giver lives, but the reverse might not necessarily be. Oh, I don't care if they're all that and a bag of chips with the dip on the side. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. Somebody said, let it go. Let go anything that takes you away from God. Let go anything that tries to come in between you and God. Anything that tries to distract you from your purpose or the plan of God for your life. If it's not bringing you closer to God, you need to loose it and let it go. And I feel in the Holy Ghost that tonight, somebody's about to let go poison. You're about to let go anything that's blocking your praise, anything that's blocking your worship, anything that's trying to hinder you from having the victory, anything that's trying to hold you back from lifting your hands and giving God the praise, anything that wants to block your walk with God, you're letting it go tonight. Hallelujah. So here's what happened, brother assistant pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. As soon as he made that decision to eat, there was a separation in between him and God. And when you're separated from God, I don't care how good you look, how great you sound, you lost dominion. Dominion is derived from God. God is the source of true power. One writer said power belongs to God. It is his peculiar possession. God has the ability to superimpose his will on any part of creation at any time he feels like. His will is irresistible. He said to Moses one time, he said, see now that I, even I am he. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hands. Because he said, I lift my hands to heaven and say that I live forever. There is nobody like your God. No wonder, amen, it says he is the king of kings and the lord of lords he is the conquering lion of the tribe of judah he is the bright and the morning star he is the lily of the valley he is the fairest of ten thousand he is and was and is to come jesus christ the same yesterday and today and forever he is the god above all this Jesus, there is nobody like it. But watch it now. Now, Adam had dominion, but his dominion was over the earth. The Bible said, let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness, and let him have dominion, listen, over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and over all cattle. Understand then that his dominion 
was limited to the material realm. It was in the earth that man had dominion. He couldn't claim dominion in any other place at that particular juncture. But God really had created him from a prototype. Now I'm trying to help somebody here. Just hang just for a second. God was using a prototype when he created Adam. What do I mean by that? God was really setting man up for something greater. This is the principle. If you are ruler over a few things and you are faithful, he will make you ruler over much. So if God gives you dominion in one area that might seem small, if you will act right in the one area that he's given you dominion, his real goal is really to test you to see if you can handle anything greater than what you're dealing with right now. Sometimes folk get a little bit upset because they don't feel like they're being recognized for their greatness. They realize they have a capacity, but no one is recognized their capacity. I feel like I'm trapped in this dead-end job, in this little thing that doesn't look like it's making a lot of impact. But you don't realize that God is testing you sometimes to see how you handle the little you have to see whether you can move up to something higher. Some folk won't pay tithe when they're only making $250 a week, and that's why God couldn't trust them with $2,500 a week. I knew I was only going to get like seven of y'all to clap right there. And I still am not scared of none of y'all. I'm going to say it one more time. Some folk, they can't pay tithe when they're making $500 a week. So God couldn't give them $5,000 a week because they don't know how to handle just the little they have. Is that a brick spirit I'm feeling? Do I need to stay? I'm just using this for an illustration, but I feel a resistance somewhere out there. So I'm going to say it again. Some folk can't move to the next level of financial dominion because they can't handle the little they're working with right Come on, brother. Hallelujah. Some men got to stay single. Amen. Because you can't handle yourself, much less handle a wife. I can't get no help yet. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. You're not ready to move to another level yet. You've got to master the level that you're at before God can move you into something higher. you got to take dominion over your current circumstance. If you expect to move to a higher level, you won't win a soul. You won't teach a Bible study. You're definitely not ready for the pulpit. You better hear this preacher. Hallelujah. you got to take dominion. Am I still in the right church? Somebody shake your neighbor, say it's going to be all right. Glory to God. God, a lot of time, is just setting you up for greatness. Understand that you are in training right now to move to something higher. Hallelujah. God is watching what you do with this little building because he's getting ready to move you into a bigger building. God is watching what you do with this little revival because he's getting ready to move you into a higher level of revival. God is watching how you praise now because if you can't give him the glory now when you're dealing with this, what you going to do if he tries to give you something higher? That's why you ought to give him glory like you lost your mind already. That's why you ought to give him praise with everything you got.
Oh, I'm trying to behave. I, I'm still trying to behave. This the youth pastor. I want you to hear me now that God is setting you up. Look at your neighbor and say, God's setting you up. He's trying to take you higher. But he's just looking at what you're going to do with what he gave you right now. Are you going to be faithful in what you have right now? Are you going to have a good attitude in what you have right now? If you've got a thousand dollar business now, hallelujah, will you be faithful with the business that he's putting in your hand right now so it can become a million dollar business? Are you going to be faithful in your prayer, faithful in your worship, faithful in the way you give God the glory, faithful in the way you come to the house of God? Or are you going to act like God never did something for you and rest on your laurel. Some folk living in the past when God is trying to say, I'm trying to give you a future and I'm watching how you act in your present. Hallelujah. That's why in your present, you've got to give him glory. In your present, you've got to learn to worship. In your present, you've got to have a good attitude. In your present, you've got to learn how to wave your hands when your hands are heavy. In your present, you've got to learn how to magnify when your heart is hurting. In your present, you've got to learn how to give him glory when everybody is giving you the lake of fire. In your present, you've got to have a mind that is ready to worship in spite of. Talk about dominion now. Now watch what God does. Adam's dominion was limited to the earth. But in the discussion of dominion, God begins to give hints about where he's trying to take Adam. In his discussion of dominion, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Now why don't you pull that up? Can you all put that on screen here? Do they do that? Genesis chapter 1 verse. Let me show you this, how crazy this gets. In Genesis 1 verse 26. It says, God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. Notice now. And let them have dominion. Notice. Over the fish of the sea. Y'all see that? And over the fowl of the air. Everybody see that? And over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, all of that kind of looks like it's just in the earth realm, meaning it's all material things. It's the fish of the sea in the water and it's the fowl of the air. We can still look up and see the birds flying, can't we? And it's the creeping thing that creeps on the earth. But if you look closely... You will see that he's actually speaking, listen, in three dimensions. He's saying the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. When you read through the scripture, you begin to understand that these three things are really analogous to something else. Because the sea really speaks to the dimension of the abyss. Oh, I wish I had somebody. That is, it speaks to this dimension of hell or the afterlife or the place of the abode of the dead. The fowl of the air is a hint. Oh, help me, Lord. Because it's talking about the atmosphere, that which is above you, dealing with the heavenly realm. Oh, thank you, Lord. And then he says, 
the cattle and the creeping thing, which has to do with the earthly realm. And some of y'all are looking at me funny right now, saying, preacher, what are you alluding to? Well, Adam was created with earthly dominion, but his dominion was designed to go further than where he was originally. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's getting ready to be a promotion that was supposed to come to man. And the devil knew the potential of what God was trying to say. I'm getting ready to help somebody in Frankfurt right now. Because y'all over here in Frankfurt, and sometimes the devil has convinced some of you that we're not all of that. Well, the truth of the matter is the devil knows exactly what God has put in you. The devil knows exactly what kind of potential you have. And some of you have been fought all your life because the enemy knows more about you than you know about what God is trying to do in you. I'm trying to help you here. That devil knows that you have potential. That devil knows, Adam, God is creating you for something greater than right here. And I've got to get in here and mess you up before you ever figure out who you really are. No wonder the devil tempts some of you the way he does. No wonder you face all kind of craziness in your life, on your job, in your family. You're wondering why it gets so crazy sometimes. Because if you ever figure out what God's really trying to do in your life, the devil is going to be having a nightmare. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when you come out of this, you're going to be the devil's worst nightmare. I'm trying to help somebody that when you come out of this and recognize what God is trying to do in your life, you're going to tear down the kingdom of the enemy. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you this promotion. I want you to turn, pull up, pull up for me. I got to show these people what I mean. Pull up for me, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Oh, help me, Lord. And I want to read from verse 45. And I'm going to read from verse 45 to about verse 49. Now, now watch this. So it is written. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. In Genesis chapter Two, it talks about the creation of Adam, that God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. That Hebrew word for breath there is ruach. That same word for wind or spirit. That is God breathed himself out. Listen, God doesn't breathe oxygen. So that ruach was the spirit of God. And when it hit the flesh, the Bible said, and man became a living soul. Or a living nefesh, a living soul. Listen now. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. But there are more than one Adams. There's, only, there's two Adams. There's a first Adam, and then there's a last Adam. Are y'all still with me? The last Adam is Jesus. So the first Adam was made a living soul. But the last Adam <laughs> is a what? A quickening spirit. Oh, yes. 
The first Adam was a living soul. The last Adam is a quickening spirit. Next verse. Let's go quick. We're still in class. Thank you, Jesus. How be it that was not first, which is spiritual, but the natural came first. And afterward, the spiritual. In other words, God doesn't start you out at the highest level. He starts you out at the lowest level to see how you act so that he can move you to the highest level. I'm trying to help somebody. The first man is of the earth, what? Earthy. The last or the second man, Jesus, is the Lord from where? Heaven. Keep going. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Next verse. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly look at your neighbor say i'm about to get a promotion see i i was made in the first adam but my destiny is to be a part of the last adam i was made earthy but my destiny is to be a part of the heavenly i was made with the first level of dominion but it is my destiny to go to a higher level to help somebody so listen mr preacher hallelujah that's why god said let us make man in our own image let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every creeping thing i want him to have dominion in the earthly realm but i'm hinting that i'm going to make him have dominion over more than just the earthly realm now the first adam had to deal with the earth but this last adam let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus who even though he was in the form of god thought it not robbery to be equal with god but made himself of no reputation and took unto himself the form of a servant being made in the likeness of men and even though he was found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross watch it wherefore God hath also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus you ready for the three dimensions at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow whether things in heaven or things on earth or things under the earth and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory I'm trying to help somebody Oh, hallelujah. Jesus Christ was God Almighty in heaven. He already had dominion in heaven. And then he came down to the earth and told his disciples, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. But then he died on the cross. And the Bible said he descended into hell. But when he descended to hell, he didn't go down there to play around. But the Bible lets me know he beat up the devil and took the keys of death and hell. And then he rose from the grave. I feel like preaching to somebody who can receive it. On the third day. And here's what he said in Matthew 28. And verse 18. All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. And in Revelation he said, I am he that was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. And I've got the keys of death 
and hell. Jesus has all power over heaven. Jesus has all power on the earth. Jesus has all power over hell. Somebody say, well, what does that mean for me? Come on, point to yourself. Say, what does that mean for me? Look at your neighbor and say, it means something for me. I used to be a part of the first Adam. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. But when you repent of your sins and you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, you move from out of the first Adam into the last Adam. You used to be a part of the earthly. Now you're in the heavenly. You used to just have dominion down here. And you lost even that. But Jesus died and shed his blood for you. And said in Christ. If any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. All things are passed away. All things are become new. You ready for this? I really, I got to stop. Mama Jay, listen to this. You know what that means for you in your prayer life? You know what that means for you, Pastor? Here's what it means. If it was just the first Adam, all you would have dominion over was some fish, some good bass fishing. Hallelujah, some good hunting of some deer. Y'all ain't talking back. I know they got some folk up here that hunt. Hallelujah, I don't hunt, but I do eat. Y'all ain't saying, thank you, Jesus. I don't do a whole lot of fishing, but I'll take some fried fish all day. Thank you, Lord. Amen, I just have earthly dominion. But here's the good news. Because I'm not just in the first Adam now, I'm in the last Adam now. I have moved into a whole other realm of dominion. What kind of realm are you in, preacher? Here's what Jesus said. Hallelujah. I'm getting ready to give you the keys of the kingdom. Listen. Whatsoever you bind on earth. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Somebody ought to lift your hands for just a moment. I feel the Holy Ghost settling in. I feel revelation coming on somebody right now. Because the devil been running through your house. And the devil been messing with your finances. And the devil been messing with your family. And the enemy been blocking your prayer life. And your spirituality is under attack. And I wish you would use the dominion that God has put in you right now. And say, I bind you, devil. And whatever you bind on earth. I feel the Holy Ghost. He called a Do me a favor, put your hand on your neighbor's back and say, In the name of Jesus, I bind every spirit that's come against your family. I bind every devil that's come against your life. And I'm telling you tonight that we have a multiplication of dominion. That whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. 
Brother Gentry, I want you to bind the strong man that's been coming against your father in this city right now. And the Bible says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Go ahead and bind it, Brother Gentry. Everything that's trying to fight against the man of God. Everything that's trying to fight against the woman of God. Everything that's trying to fight against the church of the living God. All right, I'm trying, I'm trying to end here. Now listen now, dominion then has shifted for us. For the prayer warriors in here, you've been praying every day, coming in every night, calling on Jesus. You got folks dying and coming back to life. Folks being declared cancer free. God's doing this work. I'm telling you what's going on. You moved up in the spirit and didn't even realize it. Whatever you bind on earth, from where you're standing, God has given you dominion. He has given you dominion in the heavenly realms. He has given you dominion in the earthly realm. And he has given you dominion even in the abyss. Even, oh, y'all ain't talking back to me. Hallelujah. Because there is power in the tools that you have. See, the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And I want you to notice that there is a there is a key there is an activating force that causes this dominion to work you say preacher what is the activating force i'm gonna tell you right now at the name of jesus See, I only got about 10 of y'all that are excited about the name of Jesus. You've been so apostolic so long, you forgot that you were the people of the name. Well, let me remind you, this is what we dance on. This is what we shout on. This is what we jump on. This is the apostolic joy. We know there is power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. There's breakthrough at the name of they told me when I was on the Air Force Base I said preacher I know you're coming to pray they actually told me this one day amen I said well when I pray I pray in the name of Jesus they said well you can't do that on the Air Force Base, on the Federal Base. I said, that's the only name that works. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Call on Buddha. There's no healing coming in the name of Buddha. There's no healing coming in the name of Krishna. You can call on Krishna all day. Call on any God you want to call on. And I'll call on my God. And we can make it like an Elijah showdown. You call on your God. And I'll call on my God. And let the God that answers by fire. Come on, Pentecostals. Let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. You know what we ought to do tonight? We ought to put it to the test and see if our God will answer by fire. Somebody needs to begin to call on Jesus in this building until something happens in your hand, in your home. Something happens in your life. Something happens in your mind. Somebody call him. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
I got to go. Brother Gentry, I mentioned this. Now, I mentioned this in a couple places because it's so true. See, what they used to have in Pentecostal circles, they used to have a thing called tarrying service. Now, we don't do that because there's really no Bible for tarrying service. But it is, they took that scripture where Jesus said, tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. Especially in African-American Pentecostal churches, we got a bench that was called a tarrying bench. But what it is, when anybody needs the Holy Ghost, you have to come down to that bench and kneel down. And all you could do is say hallelujah and call on the name of Jesus. So down in the black church, here's how we would do it. We'd get down there and all you'd hear is Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. If you got tired, you couldn't even get a little water. Y'all ain't hearing nothing. Hallelujah. You have to stay there till you got the Holy Ghost. You have to call Jesus. And that could go on for two hours. So for two hours, folk would just be in the church at the tarrying bench. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They're clapping their hands. Jesus. They say, call him louder. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. And they say, call him like you want him. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You'd be spitting all over the place. You'd be sweating. You'd lose your voice. Nowadays, these folks, we so Pentecostal, we so nonchalant. We come into the house of God. Folk don't even want the Holy Ghost like they used to. There used to be a time where Pentecostals wouldn't even talk to you for a while if you didn't have the Holy Ghost. Because if you didn't have the Holy Ghost, you weren't saved. I don't know what's happened to us now. The Holy Ghost is not an option. The Holy Ghost is not an option. The Holy Ghost is a necessity. For salvation is absolutely essential. But the Bible said the only way you're going to get it, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So when you come seeking the Holy Ghost, you got to call the name, the only name that is able to save you, the only name that can release the Holy Ghost. I wonder what would happen, Pastor, if we got back. Now, we might not go back to tarrying service, but if we got back to folk just calling on the name of Jesus. See, what would happen is some folk wouldn't get the Holy Ghost right away. But if you call on Jesus for two hours, fornication would come out of your life. Adultery would come out of your life. That lying spirit would come out of your life. That nasty spirit would come out of your life. If you have a bad attitude, I dare you to call on Jesus for two hours and see if your attitude don't get adjusted. If you're rebellious, if you call on Jesus for two hours, something go happen. There's power in that name. Some folk need to go back to calling on Jesus until something happens. Don't be afraid to just holler that name. Sometimes you need to holler it on your job. Those people on your job, let me tell you something about those folks on your job. They know you're crazy anyway. I said they know you're crazy anyway. Some of them feel like you're a part of some crazy, cooked-up church where all of you just do crazy things in the church. Well, go ahead and prove them right. Sometime on your job, you need to just holler Jesus. Somebody said, well, what's that about? I'm just calling on the only one that can fix this mess up in here. Jesus! Woo! 
Come on, baby. You need that house. You're going to that bank for that loan. Sometimes you can't get that loan. And Pharaoh is standing in the way. You need to just walk up in there and say, Jesus. Those folk will wonder what's going on with you. I'm calling on the only one who is able. Walk in the hospital. I said, just walk in the hospital. And sometimes you just need to say, Jesus. Say, what's happening? When I call that name, healing is being released into the atmosphere. Jesus, deliverance is coming. You know what it says? It says in the book, it says in my name, they shall cast out devils. No wonder the devil doesn't want us to call on Jesus. But if you want to multiply dominion, you got to call on the only name that releases dominion. The devil should be real uncomfortable around you. No devil should be able to sit comfortably where you sit. Because you're too busy doing this. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Sometimes you need to just look around and just say, Jesus, 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 and watch the devil get uncomfortable. And as soon as you identify that demon, you need to say, I have dominion over you. Because God has given me dominion over you. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Whether things in heaven, things on earth, things under the earth. I don't care whether you're an angel, whether you're a man, or whether you're a demon. you got to bow at the name of Jesus. Well, I'm going to close my Bible. Lift those hands and start to call him right now. Open your mouth and start to call him right now. Open your mouth and start to call him right now. There's power in that name. There's deliverance. The multiplication of dominion. Every hand still lifted. I feel something rising. Come on, every hand still lifted. I want you to continue for just a moment. I just, I feel like God's about to hit this place from the pulpit to the pew. From the front to the back and from the back all the way back up to the front. There's a wave of the Holy Ghost getting ready to come in here. I need somebody to call Jesus until your pew is affected. Until where you're sitting is affected. I need you to call Jesus until the devil takes his hands off of your mind. Takes his hands off of your children. Takes his hand off of your marriage. I need you to call Jesus until your spirit is released from the hand of the enemy. That's it tonight. That's it tonight. That's it tonight. That's it tonight. Call that name. I want you to hear me. They're fixing to be a deliverance take place in this house on two levels. The church fixing to move into your identity. No more weak, anemic Christianity. 
where we're being kicked around like a football as if the enemy has dominion. He does not. Satan does not have dominion over the church. You are the body of Christ. By the one spirit you've been baptized into one body. You are a part of the last Adam. You're not in the first Adam anymore. You're in the last Adam now. On the second level, God's fixing to move some folks into the church. I listen with every hand up, every eye closed. I need some folks right now with boldness. If you're visiting to this church tonight, if you've come here for the first, second, or third time, if you're a part of this church and you're knowing your identity and you've been here for a long time, Hallelujah. I want you to step out of your pew if you feel God calling you to a higher level in him right now. There is a purpose and a plan for you. Come on. I want you to come out of your pew. Just ask them folks to excuse you and just walk out of your seat and come down here. God wants to do something in somebody tonight. I want to pray for guests and visitors also. I want you to come up here and receive a miracle tonight. There are miracles in this house tonight. And it's really because of the name that is above every name. There's something about the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on, talk to him. Singers, you can get ready to come, whoever does music. Because Dylan, we're going to need you to pray, so you're going to have to give up the music. Oh, it's already happening. It's already happening. It's already happening here tonight. Ooh, there is power in the name of Jesus. There's fixing to be a multiplication. My God. Shatalamasata. As you're coming up tonight, I want you to just begin to call on Jesus. That's where the power is. That's where deliverance is. That's where salvation is. That's where healing is. That's where breakthrough is. That's where restoration is. As a matter of fact, I feel restoration in this house right now. Somebody that's been broken is about to be restored in the spirit. Somebody's about to come back to where the enemy pushed you off the ledge. But God's about to restore you. The Holy Ghost is already falling. 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 The Holy Ghost is already moving because you're calling on the right name tonight. Shatareko taramasitaya. She about to get the Holy Ghost right there. Come here, gentry.
over on this side, would you lift your hands? I want you to go to interceding right now. I want you to go to praying right now. I want you to go to calling on the name of Jesus right now because the devil can't hold your family any longer. The devil can't hold your family any longer. The devil can't block your worship any longer. Jesus is giving you dominion. There's a multiplication of dominion. It's happening in the house right now. Down the middle aisle. All the way down to the back. You better reach up and catch this. I'm telling you, angels of God are moving in this sanctuary right now. There are angels that are flying in this building right now. Wings outstretched and sword outdrawn to fight against the enemy on your behalf. The Spirit of God is moving in this place. Don't you miss this opportunity tonight. One just received the Holy Ghost right here. Where is the second? Let it flow, young lady. She got it. She got it. Now I want everybody to look up at me for just a moment. Those of you that are at the altar, I want you to hear me. This precious young lady just received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Where's my scripture people? Did they disappear on me? Who's running scripture for me back there? I want you to pull Acts 238 up. Let me show this. Let me show the church something and let me show the world something. Remember what I talked about with her? It's on you. You heard what I said to her. Amen. It's coming to you, your house. My God. Look at that alabaster box, Pastor. See, all you got to do is break the alabaster box. I'm telling you, you can affect the atmosphere every time. The devil doesn't want you to do it. Like that young lady right over there in the corner. Uh-huh. You, that's right. Lift your hands. You're breaking it right now. As soon as I start to talk to her, she received it. As soon as I started to talk to her, she received it. Oh, my God, my God. Holy Ghost is coming right here. Now listen to me. The Bible says repent. This is Peter talking. He said repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Church, look at this. Dimensional dominion in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the 
in the afterlife, in the spirit realm below. Listen, repentance is a form of death. Baptism is a burial underneath. Oh, hallelujah. And then you rise through the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the heavenly portion. Do you see this three-dimensional thing? You repent while you're standing here. Hallelujah. Asking God to forgive you of your sins. When you repent for real, Jesus has enough power in his blood to wash away every sin that you've ever committed in thought or in word or in deed. Are y'all hearing what the preacher is saying? I don't care what you did, when you did it, who you did it with. There is more power in the blood of Jesus than in any element in the universe. And when the blood of Jesus grabs a hold of your life, all your sins are removed forever. Listen, and when you are buried, baptism is a form of burial. We baptize people here in water. If you're in here tonight and you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, listen to me. You need to not leave this building tonight without getting baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. You're going under the earth to leave behind everything that ever afflicted you, every sin that was ever attached to you. You bury that in the watery grave at baptism. So like as we were buried with Christ, oh hallelujah, when you come up out of that water, you're coming up to rise with him to newness of life. God wants to fill you tonight with the power of the Holy Ghost. Another one is receiving the Holy Ghost right here. The Holy Ghost is what's going to take you to heaven. And I don't know about you, but I plan to go to heaven through the power of the Holy Ghost. My God, my God, my God, my God. We're getting ready. My God, and she's getting a healing right now. Put your hand. Well, put your hand on her right now. In Jesus' name, rebuke all the tumors also. Everything that the enemy would try to bring against her body, she's about to get healed. How many believe in the healing power of Christ? Brother Gentry, come on up here, son. All right, listen. While they're praying with her in the middle. If you've never spoken in tongues, two people tonight have already spoken in tongues through the power of the Holy Ghost. If you've never spoken in tongues, never spoken in tongues, if it's never happened in your life, I want you to lift your hands like this right now. If you've never spoken in tongues when the Spirit of God came, never spoken in tongues. Come on now, don't, don't worry about who's around you. If you've never spoken in tongues, all right? If this one's speaking in tongues, this one's speaking in tongues. Two have received the Holy Ghost tonight. I want you to hear me now. Those of you who have already spoken in tongues, if you have never been baptized in Jesus' name, you need to get baptized tonight. Those of you that need this miracle that we're about to pray for and speak the word of faith over. If you need a miracle in your life, it could be in any area of your life. The man of God said you need to seek for spiritual things tonight, not just natural things. Last night he said, just don't look for the natural. She's still talking in tongues. Oh, lift your hands if you need it tonight. Lift your hands if you want God to do it tonight. 
When the man of God speaks the word of faith tonight, I want you to begin to call on Jesus and shout hallelujah louder than you've ever done it. Brother Gentry, come on, speak the word of faith. By the authority of the word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus, I bind every spirit, both demonic and humanistic, that would speak into somebody's ear right now in the name of Jesus. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to be healed in your body right now in the name of Jesus. Cancer is gone now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I command you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ receive ye the Holy Ghost everybody shout hallelujah come on somebody shout the name of Jesus I speak against depression right now in the name of Jesus. The devourer of your soul in the name of Jesus. Restoration flowing in the house in the name of Jesus. There isn't any reason why you ought to leave without getting what you came for tonight. If you still need a healing in your body, I want you to lift your hand all across this place. If you need a healing in your body, one in the back, one in the middle, two over to the side. If you need a healing in your body, lift your hands. If there's somebody standing around you, two in the back, over here. If there's somebody standing around you that needs a healing in their body, I want you to go lay hands on them right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Move quickly. Move quickly. Move quickly. When you pray, do not ask God to do it, but speak directly to the sickness. We're going to speak the word of faith one more time if that's okay. And I want you to lay your hand directly on their head and command sickness to leave. Come on, does somebody have faith in this place right now? Does anybody have faith in this place? By the authority of the Word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus, I command healing virtue to flow now in the name of Jesus. I command your body to be restored now in the name of Jesus. Dominion now in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody worship Him. Somebody give the Lord some praise right now. He's healing your body. He's touching your family. Yes! Come on and receive it. Let God have his way. That's it. Holy Ghost. 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 Restoration in the house. Deliverance is in the house. Healing is in the house. Your miracle is in the house tonight. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. This is your awakening. Shout, we're praising for the victory. The weapons we 
Worship is a way.